Section ten of Confessions, volumes five and six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Confessions, volumes five and six, by Jean Jacques Rousseau, anonymously translated. Section ten. My uncle Bernard died at Carolina where he had been employed some years in the building of charlestown which he had formed the plan of my poor cousin too died in the prussian service thus my aunt lost nearly at the same period her son and husband these losses reanimated in some measure her affection for the nearest relative she had remaining which was myself when i went to geneva i reckoned her house my home and amused myself with rummaging and turning over the books and papers my uncle had left among them i found some curious ones and some letters which they certainly little thought of my aunt who set no store by these dusty papers would willingly have given the whole to me but i contented myself with two or three books with notes written by the minister bernard my grandfather and among the rest the posthumous works of rouault in quarto the margins of which were full of excellent commentaries which gave me an inclination to the mathematics this book remained among those of madame de varens and i have since lamented that i did not preserve it to these i added five or six memorials in manuscript and a printed one composed by the famous Micheli Ducret, a man of considerable talents, being both learned and enlightened, but too much perhaps inclined to sedition, for which he was cruelly treated by the magistrates of Geneva, and lately died in the fortress of Arbourg, where he had been confined many years for being as it was said concerned in the conspiracy of berne this memorial was a judicious critique on the extensive but ridiculous plan of fortification which had been adopted at geneva though censured by every person of judgment in the art who was unacquainted with the secret motives of the council in the execution of this magnificent enterprise monsieur de micheli who had been excluded from the committee of fortification for having condemned this plan thought that as a citizen and a member of the two hundred he might give his advice at large and therefore did so in this memorial which he was imprudent enough to have printed though he never published it having only those copies struck off which were meant for the two hundred and which were all intercepted at the post-house by order of the senate 
the grand council of geneva in december seventeen hundred and twenty eight pronounced this paper highly disrespectful to the councils and injurious to the committee of fortification i found this memorial among my uncle's papers with the answer he had been ordered to make to it and took both this was soon after i had left my place at the survey and i yet remained on good terms with the councillor de cocelli who had the management of it some time after the director of the custom-house entreated me to stand godfather to his child with madame cocelli who was to be godmother proud of being placed on such terms of equality with the councillor i wished to assume importance and show myself worthy of that honour full of this idea i thought i could do nothing better than show him michelet's memorial which was really a scarce piece and would prove i was connected with people of consequence in geneva who were entrusted with the secrets of the state yet by a kind of reserve which i should find it difficult to account for i did not show him my uncle's answer perhaps because it was manuscript and nothing less than print was worthy to approach the councillor he understood however so well the importance of this paper which i had the folly to put into his hands that i could never after get it into my possession and being convinced that every effort for that purpose would be ineffectual i made a merit of my forbearance transforming the theft into a present i made no doubt that this writing more curious however than useful answered his purpose at the court of turin where probably he took care to be reimbursed in some way or other for the expense which the acquisition of it might be supposed to have cost him happily of all future contingencies the least probable is that ever the king of sardinia should besiege geneva but as that event is not absolutely impossible i shall ever reproach my foolish vanity with having been the means of pointing out the greatest defects of that city to its most ancient enemy i passed three or four years in this manner between music magistry projects and journeys floating incessantly from one object to another and wishing to fix though i knew not on what but insensibly inclining towards study i was acquainted with men of letters i had heard them speak of literature and sometimes mingled in the conversation but rather adopted the jargon of books than the knowledge they contained in my excursions to geneva i frequently called on my good old friend monsieur simon who greatly promoted my rising emulation by fresh news from the republic of letters 
extracted from Baillet or Colomiers. I frequently saw, too, at Chambéry, a Dominican professor of physic, a good kind of friar, whose name I have forgotten, who often made little chemical experiments which greatly amused me in imitation of him i attempted to make some sympathetic ink and having for that purpose more than half filled a bottle with quicklime orpiment and water the effervescence immediately became extremely violent i ran to unstop the bottle but had not time to effect it for during the attempt it burst in my face like a bomb, and I swallowed so much of the orpiment and lime that it nearly cost me my life. I remained blind for six weeks, and by the event of this experiment learned to meddle no more with experimental chemistry while the elements were unknown to me this adventure happened very unluckily for my health which for some time past had been visibly on the decline this was rather extraordinary as i was guilty of no kind of excess nor could it have been expected from my make for my chest being well formed and rather capacious seemed to give my lungs full liberty to play yet i was short-breathed felt a very sensible oppression sighed involuntarily had palpitations of the heart and spitting of blood accompanied with a lingering fever which i have never since entirely overcome how is it possible to fall into such a state in the flower of one's age without any inward decay or without having done anything to destroy health it is sometimes said the sword wears the scabbard this was truly the case with me the violence of my passions both kept me alive and hastened my dissolution what passions will be asked mere nothings the most trivial objects in nature but which affected me as forcibly as if the acquisition of a helen or the throne of the universe were at stake my senses for instance were at ease with one woman but my heart never was and the necessities of love consumed me in the very bosom of happiness i had a tender respected and lovely friend but i sighed for a mistress my prolific fancy painted her as such and gave her a thousand forms for had i conceived that my endearments had been lavished on madame de varence they would not have been less tender though infinitely more tranquil but is it possible for man to taste in their utmost extent the delights of love i cannot tell 
but i am persuaded my frail existence would have sunk under the weight of them i was therefore dying for love without an object and this state perhaps is of all others the most dangerous i was likewise uneasy tormented at the bad state of poor madame de varens's circumstances and the imprudence of her conduct which could not fail to bring them in a short time to total ruin my tortured imagination which ever paints misfortunes in the extremity continually beheld this in its utmost excess and in all the horror of its consequences i already saw myself forced by want to quit her to whom i had consecrated my future life and without whom i could not hope for happiness thus was my soul continually agitated and hopes and fears devoured me alternately music was a passion less turbulent but not less consuming from the ardour with which i attached myself to it by the obstinate study of the obscure books of rameau by an invincible resolution to charge my memory with rules it could not contain by continual application and by long and immense compilations which i frequently passed whole nights in copying but why dwell on these particularly while every folly that took possession of my wandering brain the most transient ideas of a single day a journey a concert a supper a walk a novel to read a play to see things in the world the least premeditated in my pleasures or occupation became for me the most violent passions which by their ridiculous impetuosity conveyed the most serious torments even the imaginary misfortunes of cleveland read with avidity and frequent interruption have i am persuaded disordered me more than my own there was a genevese named bagaret who had been employed under peter the great of the court of russia one of the most worthless senseless fellows i ever met with full of projects as foolish as himself which were to rain down millions on those who took part in them this man having come to chambery on account of some suit depending before the senate immediately got acquainted with madame de varens and with great reason on his side since for those imaginary treasures that cost him nothing and which he bestowed with the utmost prodigality he gained in exchange the unfortunate crown pieces one by one out of her pocket i did not like him and he plainly perceived this for with me it is not a very difficult discovery 
nor did he spare any sort of meanness to gain my good will and among other things proposed teaching me to play at chess which game he understood something of i made an attempt though almost against my inclination and after several efforts having learned the march my progress was so rapid that before the end of the first sitting i gave him the rook which in the beginning he had given me nothing more was necessary behold me fascinated with chess i buy a board with the rest of the apparatus and shutting myself up in my chamber pass whole days and nights in studying all the varieties of the game being determined by playing alone without end or relaxation to drive them into my head right or wrong after incredible efforts during two or three months passed in this curious employment i go to the coffee-house thin sallow and almost stupid i seat myself and again attack monsieur bagueret he beats me once twice twenty times so many combinations were fermenting in my head and my imagination was so stupefied that all appeared confusion i tried to exercise myself with philidor's or stammer's book of instructions but i was still equally perplexed and after having exhausted myself with fatigue was further to seek than ever and whether i abandoned my chess for a time or resolved to surmount every difficulty by unremitted practice it was the same thing i could never advance one step beyond the improvement of the first sitting nay i am convinced that had i studied it a thousand ages i should have ended by being able to give bagueret the rook and nothing more it will be said my time was well employed and not a little of it passed in this occupation nor did i quit my first essay till unable to persist in it for on leaving my apartment i had the appearance of a corpse and had i continued this course much longer i should certainly have been one end of section 10 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey